Hey listeners, uh, before we get to today's podcast, I just want to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First off, we have Tiny and Sons Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny & Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you. Get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians. And get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sons Glass, keeping you and your family safe. And our second sponsor today is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. And here at Art, we're making more content. We have some video content we're doing a lot of audio stuff live streaming which all means i'm sitting in front of the computer pretty much any time i'm awake i am in front of the computer eyes glued to the screen our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result baxter blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold this is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off the next purchase of blue light sleep or kids' glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. So thanks again for our sponsors for sponsoring the show, and now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy, the Inebriart Podcast. And um, like it or not, we've still be using Zoom, even though things are starting to open up because it's given us an opportunity to talk to a lot of new people that we wouldn't normally get the chance to talk to. And we've kind of been on a string of musicians lately. And uh, today's no different. So we're joined today by Justin Nazuka. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks so much for having me. No problem. Um, so you're... If memory serves you're based out of canada am i remembering that right that's right yeah i'm based yeah. out of toronto so uh what's going on in the music scene there uh here uh in plymouth things are kind of opening up but it's it's real weird like you can't sing in public but you can play in public or uh, you know, yeah it's, it's pretty weird yeah they don't want you you know opening your mouth and <laughs> i don't know it's a, it's a weird thing um we've been slow to open up here um we're kind of it's kind of um, it's frustrating because um, we had uh, taken pretty strict strict precautions early on when things were happening, um, and I guess the here just hasn't done a really good job um, 
so we're back to home lockdown situation and uh yeah the whole live thing is definitely put on hold for the time being and i was um i was planning to do a live stream um concert this past saturday that got canceled because of the uh the new lockdown restrictions here so we're in a bit of uh yeah we're in a bit of a uh, you know, it just doesn't feel good to be around here at the moment. But uh, cooped up at home and staying creative and trying to be positive with the whole thing for sure. So that's that's something that we've kind of talked a lot about on the show, you know, ever since this time last year. But mm-hmm. how how's the lockup been for you? Like myself, it kind of just dried up all my creative energy. Like I didn't want to create anything. Mm-hmm. Other people have been like really prolific. How did it affect you? Um, I think, you know, like creatively it's been okay. Um, and I'm collaborating a lot with friends trying to keep it social, um, because of the lack of human interaction. So, um, been able to create things and finish records, which is a blessing. Um, but, um, I definitely felt like as soon as the, 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 the COVID stuff started hitting last year, I definitely felt a shift emotionally um i think with with everyone staying indoors it was just like an eeriness in the air yeah um so the feelings um and like the emotional kind of experience hasn't been like it's been okay but it has been a slightly has has like an eeriness or like a, a slight darkness uh to the to the feeling of it but um i'm still trucking along and getting getting you know records that i'm proud of done so yeah, I don't know. You know, that's sort of been the experience for me. So is that typical of your uh, music that it really kind of carries over your mood in that way? Or is that something fairly new? Um, What do you mean by that? Like, sorry. So like, uh, generally, like, um, you know, if you're in a good mental place, you're reckon to happier songs or, you know, if you're you know just gone through a breakup, is it all, you know, uh, you know love song kind of things? Like, like does, does your emotions kind of affect the type of music that you're writing yeah i would say so i mean i think that like i'll get into a to a place i'll feel emotionally kind of weird or heavy Mm -hmm. and um be sitting with that emotion and 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 pick up the guitar and a song will come out and it'll feel like i i massage through that emotion a bit um so it's kind of therapeutic in that way um but a lot of the times i'll be working on a record uh, that takes sometimes months to finish. So it's kind of like the record will kind of be, um, be, will be, be, <laughs> I don't know how to say this for some reason, will be being made yeah. um, through a, a sort of um, a whole range of different emotions. Oh, yeah. Um, be- okay. Because it takes time. Um, it's, it's very rare to like strike the iron while it's hot and get the thing done right up right away. And when you're writing, do you typically start off by, you know, picking up your guitar and kind of working on like a melody or do you kind of write in a, you know, poetry in a journal and then try to put it to, to song? Like what, what typically is your, your style of writing? Um, the process is, is kind of all over the place. It's a little chaotic. Um, I usually have like scraps of songs that I will sort of work on, um, all the time like i'll have like i have a bank of like hundreds of ideas yeah 
So a lot of times, like if I'm working on a new project, I'll just open up the bank and just see if anything strikes. Um, if like things aren't coming out naturally, that's kind of a, a nice exercise um, and way of like, you know, resurfacing old ideas um, when the well feels dry. And then in other instances, it'll it'll just be, you know, like a daily routine. Um, for this last project, a couple years ago, I started writing songs for it and the routine was you know play a nice drum machine loop um, get the vocals going through the monitor with some reverb and um, I was pretty much playing on the roads um, which was a shift I was uh, mostly running on guitar before that um, and I switched over to the roads and it just opened up a new sort of um, gate I guess and, and the ideas and, and melodies were coming a lot quicker that way um, and then it's it sort of molds and um, points the project in a direction that, and then it, it kind of evolves from there Do you like when you go back to that bank do you ever find things that maybe you wrote and didn't think much about that you know, a year, two years, five years down the road, you're looking at it with different eyes and that is you kind of like remember it and then ha have like that spark of inspiration where you're like, oh no, I get it now. And now it makes sense. And now it, it becomes a song. Oh yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. There's, there's, there's been a lot of instances where I'll have had a song um, that I wrote even 10 years prior and there'll be a moment where I'm like, hey, um, maybe there's something in it. Um, a lot of the times the melody is strong or the melody will work. And uh, it's just a matter of re reframing it and, um, you know, addressing it again with the new project direction. But um, there's there's so many instances where I'll go back and be like, you know, like this song had something it didn't fit the last project or it kind of went on the back burner and then it's like it becomes the the son of the new project um somehow um and uh yeah so that happens all the time definitely and so uh you know kind of skipping back a little bit you know pre-covid what what were you doing were you touring were you in the studio and yeah, pre-COVID, I had just come off a tour. Um, I was touring pretty extensively for my last project that I put out, um, which was in 2018. Um, and I had just come off a tour and started doing, you know, the writing and kind of taking my sweet time with it. And um, I had gone on a little vacation out to Florida. And, uh, don't and then don't the go there now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, and then the news struck and I rushed back home and then, you know, pretty much been stuck at home ever since. It, you know, like for me, I, I felt like it was good timing um, because, you know, I was in a creative zone already. So I was like, okay, well, this is just giving me more of an excuse to stay home and, and keep chipping away um, as opposed to, you know, some of my friends had put out a record just when it hit and had to cancel their tours and um, fortunately that didn't happen um, so I feel grateful for the timing of it all um, as it relates to just like I didn't have, I had a whole tour uh, planned but um, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did that that answer your question? I, I can't remember. Yeah, what the yeah. Question no, was. That that's fine. Um, you know, it's kind of how we go. We kind of ramble a little bit, and <laughs> sometimes we get the question. Sometimes we miss it entirely. But that's fine. Yeah. Um. So, what got you into music in the first place? Were you always musical? Did you come from a musical family? Um, I pretty much uh, got into music through my older brother. Um, but actually before that, there was this really um, vivid memory I have. Um, I used to play hockey pretty competitively as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And um, we would carpool a lot. And um, I was on the way to a game. And one of my teammates um, just started singing along to the song on the radio, kind of like really going for it passionately. Yeah. And I remember it like really struck a chord with me. I remember being super uh like i started making fun of him because i was jealous that he was <laughs> so yeah uh, and and um and that was sort of my like something just switched inside of me and from that moment and i remember you know starting to sing all the songs on the radio and and uh and it just filled me up in a way um i used to cry all the time when i was a kid like I used to be the loudest cry, um, just extremely obnoxious, just, just like a real yelling type of cry. Yeah. And uh, and so I think I think the singing, you know, singing these passionate uh, love songs filled that space for me, and I was able to put put melody to the emotion. Um, and, and yeah, so that's kind of how it first started, and then from there, my brother really got into music and. We really looked up to him growing up, me and my other brothers, and we just we followed, you know, followed in his footsteps. Do you remember what the song was on the radio? That the young that my teammate was singing. Yeah, I don't. I I think it was this artist named Joe, um, not the R and B artist Joe. Um, this other Canadian sort of house singer. I remember. It, hmm. I remember getting a CD of his at one point during that time and and uh, sing but i can't remember exactly what it was and so now you have a, a bunch of brothers are you all in the music industry or you know did they kind of not carry through in the same way yeah a handful of us are um pursuing music as our you know our main thing um, my younger brother has really gotten into produ- production and engineering he's also a songwriter though he's putting out some projects these days and um one of my other brothers is more of a he's like a um what do you call it that is like a multimedia type of artist incorporate incorporate music um he's pretty prolific actually like in my opinion he's he's pretty prolific and um has really experimental type videos with with music um and then my older brother george is still making music still putting out records so yeah i mean all of us are christians also putting out music um we all kind of dabble in it um um, on the side so yeah so that's that's pretty cool that it's it's all through your family do you ever want to work together is that not a good idea you know are you more like the black brothers where you never never want to work together again no we we um we we tend to work together we tend to collaborate it just happens natural we, we get together and you know smoke and get 
wrong music naturally just you know it comes up and and so that's a very natural way that that we we kind of hang out um yeah I, i love collaborating with them and jamming with them that's cool um so you said and i'm pretty sure you said this because the connection's not great but you said uh you guys go out and have some drinks and and then collaborate afterwards yeah like they'll come over and yeah. and and we'll you know we'll we'll smoke some weed and get and get drunk um and music will happen that's sort of that's sort why, of the routine why do you think and this is something that like is so common but why do you think it is that you know like huh. um weed and, and drinking goes hand in hand with creativity is it that it loosens up kind of your ability to create or kind of shuts off your your um your second guessing yourself like why why do those things seem to go hand in hand yeah i think there's a i think there's a combination of a few things like i think one of it is everything just sounds good when you're when you're high you're just like you get excited about a chord you know yeah um and it sparks a different type of excitement you kind of hear music through a different lens in a way um and also i actually find um uh magic mushrooms to be the most prolific um substance to like um because i think it's so frequency based the experience yeah. is so frequency based that like you just connect on a totally different level and um and so i really that that to me is my is my go to sort of you know heightened ritualistic type of approach to tapping into to the creativity of and the you know the power of music um not to say that i need it to connect to that but i do find if if there's a substance to take to to you know heighten the experience and to tap in in a new way i find that psilocybin is is definitely um the most powerful for me personally but yeah to answer your question i think like you know when you're drunk you're less afraid <laughs> yeah and so you know it, you're passionate like you, it's just like it all just kind of feels more emotional um and so like the guards down a bit more and uh yeah so you know i, I mean the, I the the magic mushrooms definitely has to have there has to be some sort of connection between that and music i mean you had the grateful dead which I mean, their whole kind of career was based around people tripping out and like following them on tour, and then you have bands that followed them like fish. Yeah. It, it just there just seems to be like there there needs to be some sort of connection, either in your brain or chemistry wise, or between that and an audio experience. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. So are you a, a fan of jam bands like that? Like The Dead and Fish and Um I you know to be honest I haven't like dived into Fish or um The Grateful Dead. Um I, I haven't like fully immersed myself. Yeah. Um so I can't say I'm a fan or not a fan. Um but I do appreciate what I do understand about their process um which is I think it's it's really free flowing and um in the moment type expression um if i'm not mistaken 
um, which I think is a, a very pure approach to music. Um, yeah, I think that's a very pure approach. So, so what is it that you do listen to or are listening to now? I just thought about just now, like when I was talking about the type of music that I would want to listen to on psilocybin, I, I think, um, I think, uh, Sigaros, are you familiar with that band? No. Sigaros, I think is how you pronounce it. They're an Icelandic band, um, super expansive and, um, very ethereal and, um, yeah, there's a, there's a real power to their music it, it just feels like the sound of the universe in a way yeah um and what else am i listening I, I, like these days i've been listening to a lot of old jazz like i love 50s to like 70s jazz music mm -hmm. um or just records in general from that era um i like a lot of like brazilian music from that era um yeah, I I, I, t I tend to, to to lean towards that um, these days. Nice. I, I'm I'm one of my things that I always look back at it that I'm really happy when when I was a kid I was in marching band which then evolved into jazz band, which I'm not a huge oh, right on. not a huge jazz fan but it really introduced me to like you know Dave Brubeck and Korea and um, oh someone else that I'm uh, uh, Bill. Bill Evans, maybe. No, man, Tiger, yeah, Tiger, 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 San Pedro. Okay. Um, I'm Bill, so, I'm Bill so, Montrose, I'm, I think. I can't remember. Gotcha. Yeah, I wish I had a better. I wish I retained names better. Um, that's one thing that I'm I'm really bad at is is retaining names of I'm like albums. I got through yours and, and it's on my screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you. You, you're a jazz fan and uh, an Icelandic uh, band. Is do you think it's easier now to discover music like that um, with the internet? And you know, it, it's because I'm always trying to figure out if it's easier because we have more access, or if we don't discover new bands because the algorithm says, "Okay, you like Nirvana, so you're going to like Stone Temple Pilots and this and this and this." Yeah, and doesn't necessarily give you that. Oh, hey, listen to this you know, French band or this band from Poland or, you know, whatever. So do you think it's easier or harder to, to find music now? Well, I think like to be, yeah, like I got, I just got Spotify only a few months ago. And um, to be honest, like I have discovered more music and stumbled upon stuff that was handed to me by the algorithm. Um, so I think like I'm definitely discovering more music on my own. Um, so yeah, I think it's easier. I mean, at least for me, it's easier. Um, and and like they got this this algorithmic stuff down pretty good. Like I'll be listening to you know a record that I really like, and and all of a sudden, you know, two hours later, like the music is still going, and the the mood hasn't been interrupted. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like what happened <laughs> like what like what happened how did we you know how did it navigate from the album and, and just give me the right vibe for another two hours um so yeah i think there's like i do think it's it's an easier time to discover and i think people are discovering 
new things. It's a crazy time. Like music is is so accessible. Um, there's so much out there, um, and uh, it's both exciting and also scary. So, yeah. Yeah, one of one of my favorite ways of finding new things is I like ask my kids what they're listening to. Oh yeah. And uh, my son told me that he was listening to uh, the longest Johns, which I think he's okay. out of Australia, which is part of this whole new like sh- sh- sea shanty TikTok trend or whatever. Okay. Uh, have you heard of this thing that like? No. Like I haven't. What is it? A TikTok trend? Yeah, like kids who are like in their early say early to late teens are like listening to like sea shanties oh yeah um i'm looking it up right now as we talk sea shanty what shanty yeah like old you know songs of pirates and shit what yeah oh my gosh i was over my buddy's house and his son i think is like 13 or something like that i'm like the hell is he listening to and what is it? It's like I've been on the railroad all that time, yeah, or something like uh, that. More and more, like um, you know, uh, 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 God, I'm, not, uh, I'm trying to. It kind of reminds me of like Irish music that theme-wise is based around the sea. You know, like so it's got a lot of like mandolins and uh, wow, and that's wow, sort of thing. Uh, very folky. But it's just so weird that. You know, that's that's like the hot thing. I'm, that's what's coming up. It's so weird when these things happen. You're just like, what? Like, so so they're listening to like old old songs, eh? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, it's it's just such a weird. Like, you know, I almost want to figure out like how did that start? You know, which you can never anything to, any anytime anything goes viral, you can't. There's no reason. It just does. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It'd be interesting to do that, like, you know, you quantify, like, try to, like, quantify exactly what, you know, the, like, the, the, um, domino effect is. It's like, what leads to what leads to what leads to what? And it's like, yeah, why? Why that? And, yeah. and how does it, how does it take off the way that it does? It's, it's very strange. Um, so since we brought up TikTok, um, yeah. You know, so many bands are, like, leveraging, um, social media and algorithms and we interviewed a, a band last summer called red gold green but they spell it using no vowels so it shows up in in search engines better and stuff do you <laughs> like um wow. like does any of that weigh into like your thought process like when you're writing songs you're like oh this would be good on tiktok or uh, i need a video for this on youtube like how much does that like yeah like i'm not really trying to i'm not really trying to um cater so much like i wouldn't i mean who knows what next year my headspace will be like in but so far i haven't been like oh like this song is gonna take off on tiktok um you know there's little things of like you know my manager would be like hey you should do a a one minute version of like acoustically of you know one of the songs i just put out for tiktok um which i guess is not really the same thing um yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to think about writing a song for TikTok. But you know, that being said, who knows? Maybe next year I'll be in a different headspace. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I know I, I still can't know, figure it out. Like I don't, I don't get it. Because I, I like I've heard that like artists do that. Like you know, um, I guess that's that's one of the things right now. Who's like Cardi B just put out a track um, 
which apparently was targeted for TikTok. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Drake did that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's so strange. Like I have a bunch of stand up comedian friends that are like swearing by TikTok, and they're like, Oh, I got 180,000 followers. And, wow. and, uh, you know, they're like, Oh, you should, you know, you should use it to promote your podcast. And I'm just like, I don't even, I don't even know what I would do. like. I don't understand it. Like I don't, it makes me feel super old. Cause I'm just like, that's yeah. the thing that kids use, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's such yeah, a the, weird the, thing. The, the, the advice I was given, because I haven't dived in as well, I don't really get it. I haven't really, I don't, because I'm not on it. I don't really know. I'm, I'm starting to dabble and see what's going on. But the advice I was given was go on there and from somebody you trust, like get a bunch of tags, like get, the, get them to send you a bunch of tags so that like it takes it takes about a year apparently for the algorithm to like figure out who you are and what you like yeah so apparently you're supposed to like put in these tags that you know are more aligned with your personality um to get you off on the right track but i think it's basically it just it just floods you with entertaining videos on topics that you're interested in hmm. and um you know one one thing i was talking to my buddy about it yesterday apparently it's more entertainment based like it's more about making you feel good and and like like making you laugh um and so it's got a different type of emotional like experience than something like instagram which is all about more so about how cool you are and and you know facebook which is just becoming a cesspool yeah facebook is uh, i haven't been on on it for a long time (laughs) it's crazy eh? it's so wild to think that Facebook is is phasing out like what yeah I mean but I mean that seems to be like I don't think there will ever be a social media platform that is always yeah the one like I think they're kind of on a cycle because you know the kids find them first and then their parents exactly and the kids are like well I don't want to use this one anymore (laughs) yeah 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 or you get on it when you're 12 and then you turn 20 and you're like okay you know and the new 12 year olds come up with the next thing right. but it's always that it's always that that cycle of like hey if you heard of tiktok it's blowing up and i'm like i will never dabble on tiktok i'm never gonna get an account like that's just not there's just no way and then, six and then later, you, you're like all right exactly. i'll get an account <laughs> exactly then you're then you have an account and it's no longer laughable it's just the norm yeah and yeah, yeah. I, I think my thing is always like wait you know how many followers did he get? How many? How did he promote that? You know, and I always look at it from the promotion side of, you know, promoting an event or a podcast or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Which for Facebook is really the only way you should look at it because people are always like, "Oh, did you see this? Did you see that?" I'm like, "No, man. Like, I don't search through the feed anymore. I just post <laughs> exactly. what's going on just, and then I get off." Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's funny. Yeah. So, um. You said uh, that your brother was a big influence getting you into music. Was there, were you kind of like that younger brother that would like steal his albums and like try to, you know, be listening to what he was and like what what was it that he was listening to that that got your attention? I think you know, like I think the the big trend was whatever he got into, all the younger brothers got into. We kind of followed in his footsteps. Yeah. Cause he was, 
you know, he was, um, I guess he's not that much older than me, but I guess at the time I must have been like seven and he was like nine and he was always into like the cooler thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just like, oh, George is doing this, like, and, and the thing is about him, his, his tendency was like, whatever he got into, he would win like 180%. Like when he got into basketball, like, you just would never see him without a, a basketball. He would always be practicing. Mm -hmm. um, and so when he got into music, it was that same thing where he was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make it. And, you know, like he, he was like, I'm going to be, you know, the next whatever, you know, at the time Michael Jackson was the, the big influence for him. And so he was like, I'm going to, you know, aspire to be that. And, and uh, I think naturally just like his, his like unwavering devotion to whatever he was doing um it just like it it influenced us big time um and uh and yeah it was always kind of like oh he's he's like hitting this bar you know he was always the best at everything and so you always have this i had this like natural competitive thing inside of me that was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna come up sneak up behind him and and surpass him in in this ability does does that still like carry over? Do you like, hey, I sold out a show, or I, you know? No, I mean at this stage right now, I think we've we're 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 all kind of like we're weathered and and we've kind of been through that whole process and we've all we've all been you know we've all gone through the up and down and the whole process of it. We're just we're just we're just you know we're just walking in this life now. I think we're just we we settled down a bit. Nice. Yeah. You got a you got a new uh, record out album record. I don't know which makes it uh, EP EP. Okay, yeah. um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, it's a five song. If it's it's a five song EP, and um, it's called Then Now and Again. And basically, um, this album is a collection of songs that I've worked on for the past two years, um, and. You know the process of making it was like a pretty windy road um it started off more in the folk realm and um through that process of getting on my keys and playing the drum machine i i tap more back into uh, my r&b roots and so it very much is kind of a um a coming home for me um vocally melodically um i'm writing about songs you know like a big inspiration is love songs from the 70s r&b soul love songs from the 70s okay um i will never tire from you know those classic records um and you know those vocalists and they can sing about love all day long it doesn't really doesn't make me cringe you know yeah um and so um i really tried to tap into that uh, for this project um you know a lot of the recording um techniques are inspired by 70s techniques and i've collaborated with some engineers who are really kind of are really really like cultivated in that realm mm -hmm. um and uh yeah there's songs about things that i've actually experienced and with with different experiences in my life um over the past five years or so and uh and that's it <laughs> nice yeah uh are you and this is like a dumb question but it's kind of standard like are you planning on touring or can you 
people tour? Like, are, no, you can't tour parts? yet. You can't tour yet, but you know we are setting up because we know the gates will open eventually, and um, when they do, we wanna we wanna hit the ground running. So we are, you know, we're we're rehearsing. I'm putting together a band, and um, we do have some some live stream type stuff um, coming up soon. So nice. yeah, we're not doing proper touring, unfortunately, but you know we're hoping end of summer, maybe early winter, things will start to look up as it relates to that let's hope so let's hope so when when you do tour do you is it just north america do you go overseas the usual route for me is western europe um america and canada is sort of the major routes that we go through um yeah so that's usually the the thing but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah nice um so just before we go, um, we talked about social media quite a bit. I feel like, but where can our uh, listeners go to find you on, you know, all the socials and hear your music and such? Yeah, so I mean, you can hear the records on Spotify, all the streaming platforms, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all of them. Um, and you got to type in my name, which is Justin Nozuka, and the last name is spelt N, like Nancy O. Z U K like karate and A. Mm-hmm. Um and then um you know Instagram and, and all that it's the same name. You just type it in all those social media apps, whatever you whatever you use. Whatever you Are you on Twitter? I feel like no one's on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> it's like you, you think like no one's on these things and then you go on there's like Five hundred billion people using them. Like, okay. Yeah, but who it doesn't mean you want to talk to any of them? No, I know it's like yeah, what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, thanks for taking the time to talk to us, man. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And we uh, wish you the best with the new EP, and um, you know, encourage our listeners to go out there and check it check it out. And uh, I know you have a YouTube channel because I was poking around on it, so they should check that out as well. And, cool. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And so thanks for, for talking with us. And uh, to our listeners, we'll uh, see you guys again next week. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at Inebriart or on Instagram at Inebriart6. You can email us at Inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the Inebriart podcast network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's hometown horror podcast and our newest one theme park legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.